Welcome to the Soulbound Podcast, the second best way to travel to Korea. We are Ophelie and Kevin, two friends and Korea enthusiasts. On the agenda today, we'll tell you a personal story and share one thing about Korea that we liked. First, how, how's it going, Ophelie? I hear you've made it back to Korea. Yeah, no, so yeah, I've been back uh, for three days, maybe actually maybe four, and I'm still massively jet lagged. Yeah, you think this has anything to do with your uh, regular sleep schedule or? A seven hour time difference will really affect your sleep. <laughs> Whatever you do, it doesn't matter the sleep patterns. <laughs> seven hours is, is tough. It is. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a lot. It's like, a, I think they say it's an hour a day to recover from jet lag. And yeah, I suffer from it pretty strongly. So <laughs> I really need that hour a day to get over it. I mean, now you're back. You're, I think you're getting all the impressions again and the food and the drinks. What did you miss most? I think when I'm away, what I miss the most is really like the food. I mean, kimchi, right? So kimchi is this fermented cabbage that's really a specific recipe to Korea. There's many ways to do it. There you can kimchi anything really. It's a fermentation process. So you can kimchi, I don't know, like cucumbers, you can kimchi cabbage, you can kimchi radish it doesn't really matter what matters is that it's really really good and it's really hard to find anywhere else properly than korea so <laughs> enjoy it a lot when i'm back it's really the main thing also i i think of kimchi in korea as a spicy food whereas in outside of korea oftentimes it's not very spicy it's more to fit to the palate of people that are abroad right in europe um people don't consume the same levels of spiciness than Korea does. <laughs> like it's really intense. This fizziness, this this really strong taste that you can have to kimchi, you'll well, you kinda need to be in Korea to get it. Or actually in some other countries in Asia so far, I've had really good kimchi as well because they're really fine with spice. So it's really nice. You can try proper um kimchi. Yeah, just saying this somehow it reminds me that I had no expectations of Korea being a country where they eat spicy food. At the time, I was not eating a lot of uh, spicy food. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Korea was a, a wake up call for my palate. This is a tough at times, uh, especially when we would share meals um, with, with a group, uh, be it a sports team or a group of friends. and. You would just order one dish for everyone, right? To share. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I think I was always kind of used to spicy food in the beginning. It wasn't that bad for me already the first trip I, I made to Korea. But I, I know I've gotten much better at it since I've been eating it so much. Sometimes when I go back to France, it's really a problem because then I'm going to cook. And I'm going to cook with some pepper or some spice or some other thing that <laughs> kills your palate a little bit. I'm going to give it to someone <laughs> and they're going to die of it. And I, I literally <laughs> not taste it. I can't, I don't even notice. It's like I eat it and I, I there's literally nothing going on in my mouth and someone else is going to try it. And they, they instantly, they're like, oh my God, it's so spicy. So you can run into a little bit of trouble. But so talking of missing things, what do you miss the most from Korea, Kevin? It's really quite difficult to point my finger on one particular thing. But this week in particular, I had an overwhelming case of nostalgia when I was cleaning up my cabinet in the kitchen and uh, I found a soju bottle. 
Sojo for our audience, for those who don't know what Sojo is, maybe you would uh, try to explain this quickly, Ophelia. Well, uh, in case you, our beloved audience, doesn't know what Sojo is, it is alcohol. <laughs> so the abuse of alcohol is bad for your health. Do remember that, especially Sojo, because it usually ranges between 12 degrees and 40 degrees. Uh, to get an idea of how it tastes like, I would compare it to vodka because it's transparent and it's strongly taste of alcohol. It's famous for being sold in iconic green glass bottles and Korean have a tradition of drinking it in shots. I think that pretty much covers it. <laughs> so yeah. I think one important thing is also that it's made of potatoes. Uh, yeah, it can be. Well, actually, it's that's why I compare it to vodka usually because it's made of potatoes, but if you go with higher, that, that's like the cheap ones. If you go with higher uh, quality soju, it tends to be actually distilled from rice also. Uh, so it can, it's not an absolute rule. You can kind of make it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. But so Kevin, what memories did this soju bottle trigger? This moment um, reminded me quite strongly of the, I think it was one of the first or maybe the second night we we spent in Seoul with my partner. So this was the first time I was in Seoul. For context, it was um, in July. Uh, remember when we said you should never go to Korea in July? Well, we did. It was a mistake, not because it was not nice, but it was a bit too hot. So anyways, we had an amazing day behind us. Spent sightseeing, of course, and um, shopping. And if you do shopping in Seoul at some point, uh, you will end up in Myeongdong. Infamously known as a tourist shopping area. It's, it's, just, it's just a lot of shopping. <laughs> if we're honest. It's only shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too much shopping. When you walk in the middle of the street, on the right and left side, for hundreds of meters, there's just street food. There's hundreds of food stalls, amazing barbecued chicken or beef or, you know, whatever you want to have, fish, deep fried uh, things, and a lot of sweets. You can get almost any fruit, you know, glazed in sugar or in chocolate. You know, usually they would even do it in front of your eyes. They, yeah, they would just, um, typically they would have grape, uh, strawberries, yeah, strawberries a lot. Yeah, especially when you know when it's in season, I guess. Yeah, which is in winter, which makes no sense. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Topic for another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, you'd get um, sugary glazed strawberries. Uh, quite amazing. Very healthy, of course, as uh, all street food. So you know, we're walking down this street in Myeongdong. Walk down, up, do some shopping. Then go back to the hotel, drop our things off, and then go on our way to have some food. Especially have something to drink. Because as I said, I think it was around 40 degrees. I think we had at least 80% humidity. So biggest concern was definitely, you know, water. <laughs> Survival instinct kicks in. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> I had looked up a Korean barbecue place on Google Maps and, you know, has had quite good reviews. You know, I was trying to steer us there <laughs> and hopefully I can see you're frowning uh, at the mentioning of Google Maps. Yeah, I mean, in general, just 
don't use it. In Korea, it's just not efficient. Uh, it's better to use Kakao maps or Naver maps. Despite the fact they don't have everything in English, they will serve you much better and much more accurately than Google Maps will. In general, just, yeah, just forget Google Maps in Korea. It's just better for you. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, of course, in hindsight, I agree. You know, gotta learn it the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us very neatly back on track to my story, talking about the hard way. So, you know, we walked through Myeongdong trying to find a place to eat. There is so many people everywhere. Like it was not you know, a huge festival or anything that was out of the ordinary. It was just a regular day. While walking through Myeongdong and following, trying to follow Google Maps, which doesn't show you directions, it basically only shows you the GPS point, and you and basically you can just walk with the point and then you know hope that you get to the right street. So they, so I told you right before, all the streets they're just filled with stores, but they're also filled with restaurants and cafes and bars on the bottom floor you would see a store and then you would have more commercial floors you know on the second third fourth fifth sixth floor you know going up to 10 11 12 uh floors so the restaurants oftentimes would then would not be on the ground floor but would be on the second floor up to depending seventh or eighth floor of course uh, i had the name of the restaurant, which, you know, Google Maps was kind enough to translate into English, which didn't help because, you know, restaurant was <laughs> spelled out in Korean letters. So, you know, after, <laughs> yeah, I can relate. So after <laughs> retranslating or back translating it to Korean, you know, comparing letter for letter until we were quite, um, quite confident that this was the place we were trying to get to. So we enter this building and we arrive at the place, uh, we go to the clerk and the clerk, you know, points us to one, one of those bins, which were grilled and said, you know, just walk over there, just sit down and, um, kind of, we'll take care of you. Of course, no English was spoken. Uh, this was mostly in sign languages. So, you know, we walk to this bin which has a grill in it or is a grill. And then hopefully would you, would you mind, uh, maybe quickly you know, explaining? Well, actually, when you, when you speak of bin, I'm, I'm a bit confused by what exactly you mean. Do you mean like the stool you sit on or do you mean the actual table? I'm thinking about the round tables Okay. that look like bins, but you, you know, you're right. The, usually you sit on the bin, right? <laughs> and. <laughs> This is not getting better. Okay. <laughs> so it is true that sometimes the tables that you grill, yes. because they are they look like tin cans, you know, big tin cans, basically. Uh, they do look a bit like a bin. Um, and also the stools that you sit on, it's like half bin, half cushion. <laughs> but, so when I say open... bin, it's probably, yeah, probably your description is... <laughs> It's, it's uh, more favorable to them. <laughs> well, I, just... I mean, no, but I see what you mean. It's it's the whole can vibe to it, right? It's like, because it's old metal, old metal, and it looks like a gigantic can. It's just, yeah, that's, it does. Yeah. that's why it looks like this. Or maybe um, maybe for description purposes, maybe more like a steel barrel or like a metal barrel. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Which is basically a bin, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so basically you'll sit on the stool, you'll press a button on the table to call the waiter often, or sometimes you have to call people very loudly throughout the restaurants. And when I say sometime, I mean, actually most of the time, even after living there for three years, this is still horrifying to me <laughs> to have to do this. It's really, it feels like you're just being like, hey, yo, you come over here. It's, it feels so impolite, but that's how you do it in Korea. That's the polite way of doing this. And then you pull down a, a ventilator that's going to be over well, the, you know, grill bin thing and get many side dishes, get scissors, which is what you're going to cut the meat with. Then you grill the meat and at the end you wrap it up in lettuce and eat it or you do other stuff with it, whatever. You just eat it the way you want. It's the most amazing thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this ended with a long declaration for yeah, barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> so, you know, we approach the grill, sit down and uh, wait for someone to come to the table. And you know, as Ophelia just explained, they don't just come to your table. <laughs> Nobody shows up if you don't actively call them. These tables have a red button on it. And, you know, while waiting for food and drinks, we see that, you know, people are clicking this red button. We felt very uncomfortable. It's just, it seems so rude to us, right? To click a button for the, the waiter to come. But, you know, somehow thirst and hunger was, was uh, stronger at this time than you know, <laughs> us being uncomfortable. So, you know, we click uh, the button and it rings and someone shows up. Like two seconds later, this elderly lady takes our order. So we kind of tried to explain to her, you know, we, we want some water and some meat. She takes our order and then I ask for, uh, when I ask for drinks, she just points to the fridge at the back of the restaurant and there's, I see just a huge wall of fridges. She made us understand that we had to get uh, the drinks ourselves. So maybe you start realizing that this was not the fanciest place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is usually a good indicator. So she walks off. I have a look at my partner. I look at the fridges and I'm like, okay, you know, let's, let, let's, let's go. And so I get up, walk to the fridges and these are just all green bottles. I take the first one. There was a grapefruit on it and I'm not a big fan of sweetened water. So uh, I decided, you know, to, to maybe not start with, uh, with sweetened water. I put it back, look through all the, the bottles and finally agree with myself that you know the, the, <laughs> the, the bottle with um with the bamboo stick on it that you know seems to have a drop of water coming out is most likely the the one with the least uh taste or you know just uh, the plain water i pick two of those um glass bottles and uh, walk back i'm pretty sure i looked very smug proud you know to have uh, found what i was looking for uh, without having to ask for help well then <laughs> <laughs> i see where this is going <laughs> so sit down open both bottles you know pour my partner a, a glass pour myself a glass and at this moment the waitress walks by and she just stares at us she has eyes as if she had seen a purple elephant and was kind of trying to gesture and ask, you know, are you sure you know what you're doing? Her question. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was going on. 
I you know, instinctively apologize. I'm sorry, but then you know looked away, feeling embarrassed, but not really knowing why. I just hoped she she would walk away, and then we cheer on. Both of us just take a big gulp, and you know, as you probably assumed, Ophelia, of <laughs> of pure soju, <laughs> expecting <laughs> expecting to drink water. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. So all of a sudden, you know, from the corner of my eye, I get, I, I'm very aware that the waitress is still staring at us. I force it down because I really don't want to admit that, you know, I had no clue what I was doing. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, you know, I see her turn around and just walk off. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> But yeah, could have been worse. Quite a safe. <laughs> <laughs> the waitress was very kind. And a couple of seconds later, she was back with water, with actual water, pointing at it, smiling with a huge smile and saying, oh, water, this is water. <laughs> and then yeah, she was kind enough to just walk away and let, <laughs> let us be in our pain by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you probably made her day. She probably then was like talking to her friends like, hey, you, you won't guess what happened. They were just like too dumb for anus at that restaurant. <laughs> they just like drank soju like water. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, to be fair, in, in Switzerland, we use green bottles either for beer or for water. Do you think do you think it's like a, a message from Switzerland that beer is like water or like <laughs> to like help you confuse it or something? Or like what's the what's the message behind this? <laughs> I don't think there is a message. I think it was just uh, dumb of me to assume, you know, <laughs> some knowledge from here uh, could be applied to a very far away country. But I mean, I think it's actually really interesting what you, especially what you describe at the end of the story, like all the the feelings you can have as a foreigner that's discovering a culture and has no idea what's right and what isn't. You do this mistake once, right? And okay, it's like <laughs> embarrassing at the moment and then it's hilarious. <laughs> and then, okay, it happens. But those things, they feel so little and they feel kind of dumb, but there's so many of them when you go abroad and you discover a new culture it's constant and it really piles up and it, this is i think what really makes it feel like it's so foreign anywhere you are it's just those little things that you're going to try to apply the knowledge that you have from home unconsciously right and you're going to put it abroad and you're going to realize oh the thing i never thought about before in my hometown actually doesn't apply here and this is where you real you have all those moments of like oh this is this is another country, this is another culture, this is not what I'm used to. I think it's quite interesting as a story for that, I think, because it's very relatable. Happens to me a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> I never made the mistake with soju, but to be fair, I had watched many Korean TV shows. And if there's one thing you learn after watching only one of them, probably even like one episode, it is that the green bottle is alcohol. <laughs> There's so many of them in dramas, like they just pile them up on the table and they get drunk of it. Like, I don't know, they drink like five bottles of them or something. It's it's crazy. So you learn that very early on. <laughs> I was yeah. untouched by any, you know, previous <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> in hindsight, I guess this was part of you know the fun of discovering Korea. 
you know, and also my luck that, you know, this country that I went to without any prior knowledge was a very nice country. When you do these mistakes, you know, they see that you're not from there and they're quite forgiving as long as you're not uh, apparently rude. Yeah. If you're not disrespectful, people are yeah, going to exactly. help you or, or stuff like, I mean, she, she could probably see your, your, yeah. your, like how embarrassed you were or something. <laughs> That you just drank it and would pretend that it was all fine. <laughs> I think this is the whole thing was fine until there. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then she knows. Then she knows she's like, oh no, oh this poor guy. <laughs> how how did your partner react? She did not take as big of a gulp as I did because she's a bit more <laughs> smart and careful. <laughs> that's that's very fair. <laughs> I was really thirsty. <laughs> I mean, I can really imagine. I, I feel for you. This is a very, very relatable. <laughs> Whatever you do, if you're out of your comfort zone and somewhere you don't know, maybe, you know, try before you just calm it down. <laughs> well, I would say same thing for like food, actually. It's kind of like the same way you would approach That's food true. with like tiny bits by tiny bits. If you're not sure, like, I don't know if it's an insect and it looks weird, but it's transparent, right? It looked like water, you know, you know, what were the chances? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's yeah. totally like vodka, right? It's, it's super, it's super, and it's less strong than vodka. So, I mean, I'm still surprised you didn't smell it, but I guess if you're not really looking for it, the cheap soju is actually maybe what, 14 degrees or something like this. So. You probably would it wouldn't be as strong as vodka anyway so you can just mistake it for some other smell so yeah it's totally relatable <laughs> well i just realized that this went on for a, a tiny bit longer than uh, expected uh, i just i just forget how many impressions i have from korea and how i love to share them so <laughs> you know i'm say you I have just a... talk a lot it's fine <laughs> i also do so you know for once it's you a little bit more you know balancing things out <laughs> yeah even if this took a bit longer uh, we of course have uh, time for a little recommendation from ophelia um to share something that uh, she really liked this week this week was an easy one just for a bit of context which i already gave a bit before but I'm really, I really, really get slammed by jet lag. For a few days, I can do nothing at all <laughs> when I'm, I'm jet lagged. Or more accurately, I can only do one thing. And that thing is my favorite pastime, which is watching Korean dramas. A little note, uh, a drama is just a name given to a TV series. People call Game of Thrones an American drama in Korea, for example. So really anything is a drama. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It can be comedies. It can be thrillers. Uh, drama is really TV series uh, for Korea. To wait out jet lag, ideally, I rewatch a K-drama I watched before. Because if I fall asleep, I don't get spoiled when I wake up. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite a nice side effect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this time I went with rewatching Alchemy of Souls. Alchemy of Souls is one of my absolute favorite dramas of all time. It came out last year in summer. And it's so good and you have to watch it. I am not kidding. Alchemy of Souls is a 30 episodes epic fantasy romance in two seasons. The first one is 20 episodes, the second one 10. It tells the story of a magical land called Deho, where elemental magic is good and soul magic is evil. There's this assassin called Naksu that's on the run and she decides to hide. She uses the alchemy of soul, so evil soul magic, to switch her soul with another girl's. But then there's an accident, and she ends up trapped in a 
blind Wicks girl's body, unable to use her powers. Obviously, it's a bit of an issue, and that's kind of when she crosses paths with someone called Jungkook. He's the famous son of a powerful mage who disappeared many, many years ago. Jungkook is on a quest to find a master that will defy his father's order to teach him magic. And as you can imagine, chaos ensues. It's epic. It's gut-wrenching. It's funny. It's like on my top five list of K-dramas of all time. I know you love One Piece, Kevin. <laughs> and One Piece just came out. But who has time for One Piece when there's alchemy of souls waiting there? <laughs> it's also on Netflix, by the way. So no excuses. <laughs> And there it is. Go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so while I did start watching the uh, One Piece live action um, series, which I have very mixed feelings about. Let's not go over them. This is like 20 <laughs> podcasts in one. <laughs> We're going to get to the end of this. <laughs> but uh, I did start watching Alchemy of Souls. Uh, yes, I did indeed. Well, Incredible. Because I've been telling him that for a while. So <laughs> I'm very glad. <laughs> But I only watched the first episode and then One Piece came yeah. out and then, well. <laughs> My heart broken, million pieces. All right, let's just finish it... this because I'm too sad to continue. <laughs> no, honestly, it, it made a very strong impression on me. Alchemy uh, of Souls looked really cool. I think this was really right up my alley. I watched it on my own the first episode and then I actually told my partner that we should watch it together. So I'm uh, looking forward to watch this soon also. Very good to know that it's only 30 episodes. Better than the 300. Uh, like how many episodes has One Piece now? That's like 500? Uh, no. <laughs> I wish. It's like a thousand, <laughs> a thousand oh, AD God. something. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, I stopped 10 years ago because it just was getting too long and I was getting tired of waiting every single week and I was seeing myself doing this for the next 10 years. <laughs> and I would have been right. <laughs> this is crazy. This it, is so long. Anyway. Uh, All right, guys. <laughs> and with this, we are already ending this second episode. So thank you for listening to us. As always, reach out to us on Instagram at soulbound underline podcast or old school via email at soulboundpodcast at gmail.com. We're always on the lookout for stories about Korea to feature in our next episode, and we would love to hear yours. So don't be shy. If you have a book, song, game, TV series, or anything else career-related to recommend, feel free to share this with us also. Or just say hi, because we would love to get a meme, really, or anything. <laughs> We're not difficult. You listened to Soulbound. We hope you had fun and had a nice journey. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.